Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to Satellite, Profile Theater's online supplementary magazine. Satellite is where you will come for interviews with artists, activists, and educators, and whoever else might give you a deeper understanding of the work that Profile puts on the stage. With Satellite, Profile is always looking for new avenues to deepen our audience's experience of the art, pulling back the curtain, providing insight, and giving our audience a glimpse of the act of creation. And now, welcome to Satellite. Welcome to Satellite. In this three-part series, we are orbiting our final production of the season called How to Make an American Sun by Christopher Oscar Pena. Chris Pena was just here in Portland working on his new play, Our Orange Sky, which was commissioned by Profile Theater and which we will be producing the world premiere of next season. Both of the plays uh, feature slightly different takes on Pena's own life and family, while Our Orange Sky is a fictionalized version of Pena and his family today. How to Make an American Son is a portrait of the playwright as a young man, uh, 15 years old to be exact. And in the play, he presents a fictionalized version of himself through the character of Orlando, a gay Latino teenager whose immigrant parents have worked hard to provide their son with the considerable wealth and privilege that Orlando now takes for granted, much to his father's concern. Uh, Here is Chris Pena talking about the real life events that inspired our upcoming production, How to Make an American Son. When I was um, a kid, when I was, I don't know, 15 or 16, I, um, my father, so my, my father, my parents were immigrants and my father was a janitor. And by the time I got to around high school, my parents went from, you know, immigrant, like sort of, you know, poor people to my father being a corporate CEO, basically. And um, uh, very like American dream. And so when I was 16, I took my father's credit card and I spent a thousand dollars on Madonna tickets. And my father did not love that, which, you know, makes sense. Um, And so he made me as sort of like a punishment. He made me go work for his company for a few weekends as a janitor, um, which when you're 16 is like the most miserable thing you can think of doing. Um, So this play is takes that event and that experience um, and kind of theatricalizes it and also um, asks questions about um, what it means to be an American and what people of color, what immigrants are sort of allowed to achieve in this country. Uh, Are you, as most of the um, country at least is, uh, watching Succession right now? I literally watched Succession five minutes ago. It's the thing I did right before this meeting, so I'm caught up on episode four. Amazing. Well, no no spoilers, obviously, for our audience, but... um, Sort of with the with the immigrant um, aspect aside, although I think there is um, maybe somewhere in the background the idea that Logan is is an immigrant. But there's there's like a similar um, like a parallel idea of this person who really worked their way up from nothing and their children, you know, to like have things be better for their kids and offer their kids more opportunity and the kids just completely take it for granted as though all that wealth is like a matter of fact and there's like a huge amount of 
entitlement without any real sense of where it, um, right? I mean, is that is that a fair, am I like projecting that onto it because I am, you know, that's what I'm watching right now? No, I don't think you are. I think, I think that's very much in the ether because I think a lot of what the play actually is also asking is, um, and I'm going to try not to, I guess, um, to make this sort of easy as possible is that my parents are immigrants. And so a lot of that as Latinos meant that they kind of had to defer to white people. And I, I, I use the phrase that they had to bow down to white people, um, that they just had to, um, in many ways, make themselves smaller. I, I will also just share very kind of separately. I wrote for a TV show called Promised Land that was on ABC last year. Um, and there was a sort of um, a, a sequel monologue, I would say, to American Sun in that in that TV show. Um, now, this episode that I wrote, basically about um, Latinos and immigrants having them to make themselves smaller to make um, white people feel good about themselves. And so the play is, you know, we're talking about entitlement. I think what the play asks is if you come to this country, essentially you come to this country, yes, for a better life, yes, for more opportunity, but also so that your kids can be anything they want to be, things that you couldn't be. Um, and so does that also make sense? Does that also mean that your kids um, retain and have the sense of culture that you brought with you that you were raised in, but also this, the culture of this country. And so that often means that the kids are entitled. Um, certainly if you have money and privilege, you have a, a different sense of entitlement than your parents did. And so the play is also asking and showing this kid, me in, in, a, in a sort of fake way, a father who is raising his kid to not have to bow down to white people, to not have to make himself smaller, but then also what does that mean when your kid is entitled, right? So it's a little bit of that line of like, how much do you want your kids to be um, privileged and everything they want to be and how much also do you humble them so that they don't they don't you know they're not entitled um, and it's a really fine complicated line and you know nobody wants to say that their kids are spoiled but it's not just about that it's also just about what what we're allowed to say to other people and how we allow other people to treat us um, so it's not just about about kindness per se but about making sure that other people don't see us as beneath them, that we are seen as sort of full human. What I loved about American Son is the complexity of where power and privilege come from, because, you know, uh, Orlando, who is the the young man, I guess the, the you um, proxy, right? It never occurs to him, I guess, that... Um, that there are still places in the world where because of his ethnicity, um, his father, um, despite all of his wealth and power being the CEO, um, still has to do that. Still, it, like will still be in situations where he has to make himself small. You can own your own business. And still, when a white person looks at you, they make all these assumptions. And to a certain extent, to survive, you have to. 
um, play into them, yeah? Yes. I mean, my, my dad, so I'll give an example that's not in the play that I use to talk about this play. My dad called me once when I was in college and said, hey, I'm buying a new car. Should I buy a Corolla or a Jaguar? <laughs> and I laughed and I was like, dad, 16-year-old high school girls drive Corollas. You should drive a Jaguar. You're a corporate CEO. And he said to me, well, I can't really drive the car to work, though. And I said, I don't, I don't understand. Why not? And he said, well, when I drive the car to work, if I drive a Jaguar, my clients will think they're paying me too much. And I said, well, I don't understand. That doesn't make sense. You're a CEO and they're like middle management. So that doesn't make sense. And he said, no, 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 no. To them, I'm still just the janitor. Um, and that was the thing that really, I think, shook me and I think defined the kind of person I became, which is that my father had achieved and accomplished so much. And because he has an accent and because his business is a maintenance business, that he could feel that people still, you know, uh, saw him as less. And it's the way that my mom, who is tiny and brown and has an accent, is is also looked at when we go to the store. Like, you know, I will have thousands of dollars of merchandise in a store no, and, and in a cart or like, you know, clothes or whatever. Nobody will look at me. But if my mom has my cart and people will follow her around. And so I just became keenly aware of what, what people how they looked at them and how they look at me and yet we're the same family right I just look and sound different and so I think that was the um the sort of like privilege I became aware of um and it's it's I think what the play is really trying to ask it's you know I, my parents are seen one way now how am I seen and because I'm I'm aware of how I'm seen it also causes me to sort of react and behave in a different way that um is not always so generous, I will say. I mean, one of the things that uh, I also appreciate in terms of like the nuance of the work is this kind of idea of colorism that I feel like is is present. Like you name in your character descriptions whether, you know, someone's skin tone, um, I, I think in both plays is that accurate am I remembering correctly yeah there's there's places where I make it very clear like I always describe my like I look white and so I describe my character as very fair-skinned and that is definitely important to me because of you know of the way that I walk through the world and so I, I I'm treated differently um but I, I will say there's a character in how to make an American son um whose name is Mercedes and Mercedes is basically um you know and like the, 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 they talk about her title in the play but she's she's basically like the assistant um to the CEO in the play but she's really she's treated that way but she's really like the manager of this company um and I always describe I say to people when we cast the play that that character um can be dark-skinned can be fair-skinned that she can have an accent um she can have less of an accent um because to me that character is built as her her I, without giving away too much I, I do this thing where in every scene in American Sun there are two person scenes you can tell who has more privilege based on money class color and no matter what in this play Mercedes always ends up with the least amount of privilege and it's very on purpose this way and so um I say that 
um, I, I, I'm excited for that character to be cast uh, in different ways, uh, dark skin or fair skin, because at the end of the day, as a woman, as a Latina woman, she ends up being the least powerful in this play, regardless of those attributes. Whereas other characters, those attributes, the, the color of their skin and their accents and their class, um, change how they enter the world and so therefore they have to be cast in a very specific way um but for me it's like as an audience member when you see this this character this woman who is who in the play is educated who is smart who's successful um who's savvy at the end of the day whether um she is dark-skinned or not she's still a woman um and so for me it's important to like really confront the audience and make them think about who and what they see on stage. And uh, and so it's fun to play, to change certain variables and make the audience aware of how those variables uh, visually changing affects how they see those characters. Yeah, I will say one of the things I really appreciated about American Son um, was that we're dropped into uh, this life of this queer um latino teenager uh, and there's no there's just not a lot of drama around his queerness like he's out he's um comfortable with his sexuality he's out at school he's out to his family um yeah i'm just like as a queer person myself i'm so appreciative i feel like it's just not often enough that we get to just see queer people being queer, living their lives. Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's it's also just like not a coming out story. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because it really is um, really, truly part of the point. Like that's, that's what it was important to me. I came out when I was 14. I've been out since I was 14. I was out in high school. I was out in college. I truly not, never had an issue. Like my college roommates were like all straight guys. I like was friends with like the soccer team. Like, you know, like it's not, it's not been something that I've had to struggle with. And again, not that it hasn't been, it has, its, you know, ups and downs, but I think that the narratives that we see on TV, on film and theater are mostly a coming out stories or that it's hard. And so we're not really showing um, narratives of people that live and exist and are and that it's fine. Um, and, and so really one of the huge, huge main goals of American Son also was to show a father, a father of color, a Latino father that loves his son and isn't abusive. Um, and I think 99% actually don't know when I haven't maybe on promised land. No, that was an issue too. There, there I've never seen a father of color who, um, has been portrayed positively with this queer son. And so all the images and narratives that young people of color get are that they're going to come out and their parents are going to beat them or throw them out of the house or hate them. And that hasn't been my experience and it has not been the experience of many, many people that I know. And so it's been really important for me to put that narrative out into the world and say, you can be gay, you can, you know, be queer and you can still... Um, have parents that love you and support you and you can live positively. And so that was a main factor of writing this play. And in fact, I tell people that this play um, is a love letter to my father. Um, you know, when I came out, my father was like so supportive and loving and still is. And he took me to Madonna concerts and Cher concerts and Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys and Elton John, you know. So that's never been an issue. And so it's really important that that 
that I show that. And so in the play, yes, you know, like the minute we meet them, they're not talking about him coming out. They're talking about his coach bag and the father's making fun of him and they're talking about their fashion sense. And so I think um, I'm glad that you, you pointed that out because it is something that really, really matters to me and is important to me. Yeah, I, it certainly, um, yeah, it mattered to me when I read it. It, it, uh, it jumped, it jumped out at me. So you're going to be joining us here um, and you'll be here um, doing a week long workshop of Our Orange Sky, uh, which will be experiencing its world premiere and is is the same characters. Yeah. W- would it be fair to say that uh, Our Orange Sky is a sequel? I would say, yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it. I would say that um, I've started what I'm calling like the alternate universe, like metaverse um, version of my plays where they are, I would say like a fictitious, but um, also kind of factual take on me and my family. You know, this this production of How to Make an American Son is going to be its West Coast premiere, and it's going to be the second production of the play ever. So uh, the, the world premiere happened um, this last year, almost almost a year to the date of our production at Profile Opening was the first production in Arizona, uh, in Phoenix and Tucson. And so when... I was thinking about this new play, American Son has been, you know, has been really in my head. And so I realized as I'm getting older that um, my plays are becoming more and more autobiographical. It's getting harder for me to just write about other things. Um, It feels for me really important that if I'm going to spend time writing and if I'm going to invite other people into the room and make them not only pay, but more importantly, give up their time, then I want to be writing things that matter to me and that hopefully will matter to other people. So I think... I'm I'm digging deeper into you know my own experiences and just my feelings about the world that we live in and so it felt important to keep um keep talking with through this character with this character and um I'm also I will say in a very interesting and um painful and exciting point of my life and I'm um and I'm figuring out what choices I've made that have been great and how I've sort of built my own prison in a way. And so I think um, that that has been, you know, what I'm exploring. And so I think I'm exploring in our own sky whether all the sacrifices that I've made to accomplish certain things have been worth it. That was Christopher Oscar Pena talking about the multi-layered exploration of how to make an American son. In our next episode, we'll talk to actor Matthew Cepeda, who plays the character of Orlando, about what it's like to play the character of the playwright himself, especially when the playwright is in the room with you. How to Make an American Son opens Saturday, June 10th, and runs through June 25th at Imago Theater. Visit ProfileTheater.org for tickets and details. This episode was produced by me, Tamara Carroll, and our line producer is Jamie M. Ray. Editing and sound engineering by Robert A.K. Gonyo. Special thanks to Sam Mowry and the Willamette Radio Workshop.
We exist on the traditional lands of the Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, and Malala bands of the Chinook peoples, the Tualatin band of the Kalapuya peoples, and many other tribes who made their home along the Willamette and Columbia rivers. We honor the ancestors of this place and acknowledge that we are here now because of the sacrifices forced upon them. We honor their descendants who live among us.